Welcome to Unconfuse Me. I'm Bill Gates. Uh, tell us about what you're working on now. Well, right now, it's the first book I've done that the, the title came first. It's going to be called Pronoun Trouble. And that's something that Daffy Duck says in one of his one of the famous cartoons between him and Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd. Aha, Pronoun Trouble. And then obviously there are controversies about pronouns these days. And they need to be written about in one book. And so Pronoun Trouble, the formal arrangement is to take each English pronoun and discuss it. There's an issue of what you're going to use as a plural you. Why does an English have a plural you? We think of it as normal to say you there and you there, meaning three people. That's not how languages work. That's an accident. And that's why we have things like y'all. And if we want something neutral, then you could say you people. And that sounds like something Donald Trump would say. <laughs> you know, you can't have that. You can say y'all or you all, but it sounds regional. It sounds socially specific. It's either Southern or black. Those are both great things, but they don't sound neutral and we are human beings. So then there's you guys. And you guys is what most people use, including groups of women. Wow. But there's some people who say, don't say you guys, because that implies that guys are the default person. Uh. Other people would say that in that case, nobody's thinking of gender at all. It's just a shape guys. I'm going to come down in favor of that because oh, wow. we need a plural you. And just like... English has got its flaws, but English is the universal language because it got there first and we can't fix it. You guys is flawed, but we need a plural you. It's not going to be y'all in the default. And so what else is it going to be unless you make something up? If you bring in something like kabunka or gazooka, nobody's going to take it up. It has to be native. And they is already busy. So it's going to be you guys. And uh -huh. I imagine cool. people are going to throw some fruit at me about that. But <laughs> books need to be written. What really happens is that what becomes the right thing is what appeals tacitly and subconsciously to the most people in the public. Language change is inevitable. So next is Pronoun Trouble, and that's the next um, book. And then for The Great Courses, very soon is coming a course about the history of writing and the alphabet. So the idea is to figure out how we learned how to write and then where these darned ABCs come from. And so we'll see how that comes out. One alphabet thing I find amazing is that the Chinese, Japanese, Korean alphabets are really of a different character than I think almost all the rest of the languages. And it's interesting that persevered over time. Yeah. We humans are such conservative creatures. And I mean, even just think about a word like through and how it's spelled. Think about that. What a hideous mess that is. <laughs> and yet we wouldn't change it. We think T-H-R-U is slangy and abbreviated. And so Koreans writing system actually is this very elegant system that makes 91% of sense. They overthrew the idea of using Chinese and they, they were right. Because yeah, the Chinese writing system is beautiful. It has a noble history. No, it's a it's a horrible system, I say with great admiration, because they're just they're too many damn characters. And the Chinese know that to an extent. But to use the pinyin, to use the Roman system, that doesn't look as good to them because the Chinese system is part of their culture and it's something that everybody has to learn. And it's very hard to imagine a China without them. I can perfectly well put myself in their heads and yet think that imagine how much of education has gone into learning them until recently things have to be done in a certain order of strokes and some of them have 15 and 20 strokes 
Why that? But it's because they haven't known anything else, just like we're used to. I made a house. M-A-D-E. Made. Why is it made? Well, we're we're fine with that. I don't <laughs> I don't want it spelled any other way. It's the same thing with the Chinese writing system and the Japanese end up sitting there with it, despite the fact that alongside they have two elegant syllabic systems where you only have to memorize a couple dozen symbols, but then they keep the Chinese ones too, because that's what they know. That's what human beings do. Hangul in Korean did simplify the lettering system. Oh, it's a joy. And then in Japanese, what yeah. is it? It's katakana and katakana and hiragana. Ah. Yeah, when you can both you can learn them in an afternoon. So and when I say to... Coca-Cola, am I using usually katakana? That's the katakana okay. because it's foreign. And you just learn Coca-Cola. <laughs> but then above it, you've got these four thousand kanji you have to know for anything interesting. Not that Coke isn't interesting, but yeah, it's um. I say with great admiration for the Japanese system, it's clumsy. I mean, it's so clumsy that I am always in awe watching a native Japanese person reading, just reading the paper and thinking the accomplishment <laughs> that goes into that. It's, I admire it. Uh, it's, it's incredible. I, I got a little bit of exposure to this in software. We were trying to accommodate the world's languages. And, you know, first we were so English centric, we had these eight bit character codes, and then we did Unicode, which was 16 bits so that we could deal with all the, the glyphs, the, the letters, you the alphabets. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had to go up to 16 bits to get con uh, I would think. Yeah. kanji and all the uh, different things in. And actually nowadays computers do a good job, but I remember being stunned like in German, when you hyphenate a word, it can change the spelling, just that you're hyphenating a word. I see what you mean, uh, yeah. And now we're, you know, with TikTok and icons and everything, we're off in some new directions in terms of what people do. I mean, kids, I guess kids get a kick a little bit out of having things that us old folks are kind of confused by. You know, Bill, I don't know. I don't know if most young people are thinking, ha, we, we're going to keep it from the old ones. <laughs> they just do it. Now, linguistically, there are things that they say where I really have to be carefully told exactly what it means. And it's not just a few things. It's interesting, but I think they're doing it because they talk to each other constantly within texting or what they're tweeting. And what they're doing is literally opaque to me. I don't know if they're doing it on purpose. Some people would disagree, but I think that most identity construction is subconscious, which makes it even more awesome to me. Subscribe to Unconfuse Me wherever you listen to podcasts.